This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome into the Odds and Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prem and uh, Jared Mack, Eric Scopel, not on the show today. We're having... Uh, Eric Bossy, National Basketball Director for 24-7 Sports, to come on the show, talk with me today, because it's been another big day for Oregon basketball. Uh, five-star Mookie Cook is back in the fold uh, with the Oregon Ducks. Um, first and foremost, Eric, Mookie committing back to Oregon feels kind of un- – doesn't happen very often. You don't see that. Yeah, no, generally in basketball recruiting, obviously, is, is quite a bit different than football recruiting. So a lot of times, you know, kids, they'll decommit in basketball and they'll always say, oh, we, you know, I'm still going to consider that school, but it never really seems to end up that way. But here we are. I think, um, you know, maybe maybe things are starting to change. I think we're starting to see basketball recruiting become a little bit more wide open like it is with the football stuff. You know, we just – unprecedented things and guys switching stuff up a little bit and doing things that we're not used to seeing. Mookie is the number four player in the country by 24 seven sports. Can you just give an idea? You've seen him play multiple times in person. Um, Just what's he going to bring to this Oregon program? Well, naturally there's going to be high expectations for this kid at Oregon. Yes. Yeah, so there's there's a lot to take into consideration. Um, you know, we're going to be we're working on refreshing our national rankings. And I think he's still a top ten kid. Um, exactly where he's going to fall out, we don't know. You know, uh, when we finally did get to see him play this summer, he was a little bit rusty. I think everyone knows he's been shooting some television or movie or whatever it is, playing the role of LeBron James. So he was a little bit out of shape when we got to see him during the month of July. But when he's in shape and when he's got things going. Um, Going, sorry that my hat is driving me crazy right now. Um, <laughs> going, going back to the days, I'm, I'm gonna throw a name out from the past. Uh, I remember scouting Andre Godala yeah. when he was in high school in Springfield, Illinois. It's how, how long I've been around doing this. But um, Andre was a guy that was kind of like a jack of all trades. He, he could handle the ball for you some, he could get you in your offense. He was really good in transition, very dynamic defender, defends multiple z- positions. And that's the kind of player that I think. Mookie is like I don't think he's a guy that you expect to come in and put up like outrageous scoring numbers or something like that. Like this isn't going to be like a Kevin Durant or Michael Beasley goes to college where he's averaging twenty five points a game. He's more one of those guys that he's going to get you anywhere from eight to thirteen points, but he's going to get a lot of rebounds. He's going to get a lot of assists. He's going to defend one through four really, and just be kind of a guy that really fits into the way Oregon does things. Like I'm thinking about that guy playing in Dane Altman's press down the road, and I just love what he can do. So he's a highly rated guy, but he's not highly rated for the typical reasons. It's not because he's some offensive dynamo or anything like that, but athletically, physically, he's ready for the Pac-12. And, you know, he's, he's definitely one of the most versatile guys in the class. 
this might be sometimes when five stars commit and even four stars, um, some fan bases, some kids themselves just automatically think that they're going to be one and done. Um, is, is Mookie a guy that NBA people are talking about right now? Or is it going to be a case where, hey, how he performs as a freshman could dictate where he goes in that draft? Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely on the radar. He's a guy that I have spoken to some NBA teams about, especially since they've now got some windows where they can get out and see high school players. They're able to see him uh, in North Augusta, South Carolina at the end of the summer at the Peach Jam. Um, so he's on the radar, but also the NBA isn't overly excited about the high school class of 2023 just yet. Um, frankly, there's not a lot of guys they're looking at and going like, Ooh, we can't wait to get that guy here. But that doesn't mean he's not on the radar. So right. you have to assume that anyone entering in with the type of status he's got and the type of accolades is looking to be a one and done. And certainly I'm sure that's the mindset that he's in right now. But obviously how he plays this first year is going to have a lot to do with the type of draft position he sets because he's not one of those guys that's going to come in where NBA guys are going to know, oh, well, we saw him score a bazillion points in high school, so we're not worried about some struggles from from it. You know, he's he's coming in as kind of an intangibles, kind of jack-of-all-trades guy in a league that values offense and three-point shooting right now, and those are the things that he probably needs to work on the most. He joins a recruiting class um, that's a three-man class now, Four-star Jackson Shellstead was first out of West Lynn uh, High School in Portland, in the Portland, Oregon area. And then most recently, five-star Kwame Evans Jr., uh, KJ, power forward from Montverde Academy in Florida. Um, Kwame grew up, I think, in the D.C. area. Um, this three-man class, Eric's going to have an opportunity to compete with that 2018 class that had Bull Bull had Lewis King, had current Duck Will Richardson on it. Um, I think that's the best class in, in Oregon history. Um, I don't know if they're going to sign enough guys in terms of getting up there in points, but just the sheer top three guys, this this feels like it could be in the running for maybe best class in school history. Yeah, um, it's a good class. And, of course, I always like to see how it pans out because I guess it depends on – how you look at it, you know, sure. um, I think a best class in school history is going to be the class that contributes to the most wins. That's true. And contributes to the most, to the most, um, you know, long-term success. You know, I would say that Will Richardson has been the most valuable player from that class. You know, like, what'd you get? Like 10 games out of Bowl Bowl before he yeah. broke his foot? Seven, seven, you know, seven and, full games. Yeah. And, and, and Luke King, I think we can all agree probably bounced yeah. at least a year too early. Um, so from a rank, from a pure ranking standpoint type deal, I guess it's going to be, I guess it depends how you look at it because you've got KJ and Mookie are both going to be top 10 kind of guys. And then Jackson Shellstead, I think is going to settle into probably like a top 75, top 100 ish guy. Whereas with, um, Bull Bull was a top five guy and, Lou King was what, like a top 25, top 30 yeah, guy? Just outside and, the top 20. And then and then Will Richardson was like a top 50-ish guy, depending yeah. on the services. You know, obviously I worked at Rivals at the time. We had different rankings than 24-7 or Scout or, or whatever <laughs> edition we were working under in, in 2018, right? But 
you know, on paper, it's definitely tracking is potentially one of the best classes, but you know, I think the ultimate judge of how good a class is, is how much did those guys contribute towards winning and moving the program forward. So I think we need to judge them three or four years down the road by what they've accomplished. For sure. With, with Kwame, what we haven't had you on since Kwame made his commitment. And also with Jackson, I'm just kind of curious seeing them, them play um, this season. Just, can you give us your thoughts on just how these two yeah. guys fit and also how they fit with Mookie? Yeah. Yeah. I think they all fit together really well. Um, I'm going to start with, with Kwame because KJ, he's a, He's an interesting guy. If we're going purely on physical tools and what could possibly translate to the highest level of basketball and what those guys are looking for, he's a guy who honestly should be in the conversation for the number one player in the country. Um, You know, he's pushing six foot 10. He's a fluid athlete. He's got really, really, really high IQ, particularly on the defensive end. He's, He's borderline got the ability to be a defensive savant with how he can get into passing lanes, how he can read things, how he can switch up and down a lineup for a guy his size. But, and the big but here is Kwame is plagued by severe inconsistency. Um, let's, let's call it that. You know, when he's, when he's got it on, he could step out and make some jump shots. He'll run the floor. He'll finish lobs. He'll block shots. He'll defend on the ball. He'll do all this crazy stuff. And, You'll watch him for a five or six minute stretch and be like, oh my God, like this guy, this guy looks like a top five pick in the NBA. And then he might completely disappear for the rest of the game, or he might step out and just settle for jump shots. So 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 Kwame is one of those guys that um it's entirely up to him how good he wants to be. Um, if he can find a little bit of a inner beast unlock, if he can find a consistent balance between what works for him and, and what he's trying to develop, then he could be really, really good. It's just, he's such a Jekyll and Hyde guy. It's, it's hard to get a feel for him. And he's certainly one that, uh, man, you want to talk about a guy like when we're debating internally with the 24 seven sports basketball team, or even when I'm talking to NBA guys, or when I was talking to a lot of college coaches that were recruiting him, he probably as much or maybe more than any single player in the class of 2023 produces a wide range of reactions when you're discussing him. So he's, he's really, it, it, it's funny to be calling a guy who's ranked in the top 10 nationally an X factor, but he really is an X factor because you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. And I would suspect that early on, there's going to be a lot of that up and down, you know, a lot of that roller coaster stuff with them. Um, now with Jackson, he's not as sexy as the other guys. Cause he doesn't have those crazy measurables. He's not some right. freak athlete or anything like that, but Man, that dude projects as a rock-solid four-year college player who I would imagine probably ends up starting for two or three years at the point. He can make a shot. He makes good decisions. He knows how to read the pick and roll. Um, he's got some toughness about him. You know, like any any high school senior, he's got to get a little bit stronger, but he's got a toughness about him. Uh, I like his ability to get in and hit mid-range jump shots, and he's got a nice, diverse game. You know, he's not the most overwhelming athlete. Um he doesn't have like unusual side. He's, he's six foot, six foot one, but he's solid. He's got a high IQ and he's a guy who I think provides stability for the long term. And, you know, kind of as Will Richardson ended up being the most important get out of that class in 2018. Yeah, I think you could argue that for the long term stability of the program, Shellstad is the guy who's kind of going to hold this all together 
while you're going to hopefully find some other high-level talents to replace Mookie and KJ over the next couple of years if they do what you know you think they might be capable of doing. Jackson probably is going to have the unfortunate um, comparison and expectations from the Oregon fan base of Peyton Pritchard because same high school. And yeah. honestly, Eric, when, when you talked about what he does, it, it's everything Peyton. I mean, it, it yeah. feels like they are very similar players. It's, 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 it's a very fair comparison. Um, I think Peyton was maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more of a knockdown shooter. And I, and I, I don't want to take away from Jackson Shelstead and his competitiveness by any means, but Peyton was like a next level, like goon fire competitor. And that's what's carried him all the way to the NBA. I think, you know, cause there's a lot of guys in the NBA who aren't in the NBA who can do what Peyton does, but just his relentlessness and refusal to be out worse. Um, you know, I don't know enough about Jackson yet to know, is, is he wired like that? Cause that's what really was so different about Peyton is the way that dude was wired is a little bit different. But you know, Jackson's certainly not far off. Like it, it's, it's a very fair comparison and it's just tough though, because you don't want to make yeah. a kid come in and feel like, Hey, Hey, here's, here's the best point guard we've had. And however long you need to be as good as him. That's just yep. not a fair expectation. It, yeah. And that's, I hope, I hope that came across the way I phrased oh, no, it. No, 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 totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, but you know, fans, it's, and we're all this, we all hear, Oh, well, this guy compares to this guy. And it's, we've got to always remember, and this is, this is huge for me too, that just because someone is compared to does not mean they're equal to. Yes. It's a comparison. And it's a very fair comparison in terms of playing style, strengths and weaknesses, stuff of that nature. I, I like the comp comparison quite a bit. Let's talk big picture for a second before we wrap this up. Um, a couple years ago when Tony Stubblefield left the program um, to become the head coach at DePaul, I didn't have – I knew there would be some adjustments, but I, I knew Oregon would recover. But the program's fan base was worried that, oh, they're going to take a step back in recruiting. Uh, and then when Crutchfield left after replacing Tony, the same kind of discussion points popped up and the staff's going through a little bit of a reshuffling. They've announced uh, a couple moves that they've made. Mike Menega is still on staff as one of the best recruiters in the Pac-12. But I, I feel like what's happened the last couple of years from a recruiting perspective, Oregon fans shouldn't worry about Oregon recruiting as crazy as that sounds yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Dana's shown that he can find guys that are good recruiters on an assistant coach standpoint and the program. I mean, we're talking about another five-star committing today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's be honest here. You know, Oregon in terms of like, if you're an assistant coach wanting to move up the ladder, it's a pretty desirable spot to go to. So what, if and ever there's an opening, they're always going to be able to find a capable guy, a, a new up and comer. And, you know, let's, let's not pretend like Oregon doesn't sell itself with yeah. some of the ties out there and, and the stuff that the kids are interested in, you know, they're, they're great at playing into that stuff, whether it be the uniforms, the Nike angles, um, you know, obviously I think NIL is going to start playing a big, a big role in this. And I, I have a hard time imagining that there was anywhere that, you know, if Mookie, a guy like Mookie comes in and does what he's capable of doing, where's he going to be able to do better NIL than in his home state? You know what I mean? And those things are, are real factors in this new era of recruiting. But Oregon is well positioned as long as they don't have a complete idiot at the helm to do very well on the recruiting front. And we know 
Dana Altman may fall, fall in a lot of categories, but he's definitely not ever going to fall in the complete idiot category. You know what I mean? And he's never going to hire somebody that falls in that category. Um, I've known, I've been in this business now for 22 going on 23 years. And I've known, I've known coach Altman since I've started. Um, there's few guys out there who I respect more and who I hold in higher esteem, especially with how he treated me when I was a young scout coming up in the business and how he still treats me to this day. I think as long as that guy's in charge, you're going to be doing great. The program sells itself really well. Everything around the marketing of the program sells itself and is in line with what these kids are looking for. You know, Oregon is always going to be a place that's going to be able to do some damage with top rated recruits in my mind. It was a crazy discussion point. I couldn't believe I had to put it on my bullet points, but it, the fan base, for whatever reason, was going down that path. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's natural, especially when the guy is thought of as, hey, this guy's a recruiter. Remember yeah. when, when Kenny Payne left, it was, oh, my God, this yeah. guy's falling. How are we going to recruit? But, you know, it just seems like every time something gets done, you see it's going on. Also, I think you, you mentioned Mike Meniga. Yeah. You know, I think we're starting to realize that, like, hey, this guy – it's probably been a lot bigger part of this yes. than he's been given credit for. You know, he, he gets all the credit for it. Like, oh, he can get the Canadian, Canadian guys. He can get the transfers and stuff like that. You know, Mike, Mike's pretty battle-tested. That guy knows his way around the block a little bit. And I, I think that he's certainly helped out in the efforts on this class. We'll wrap it up with this. What's next? Do you, do you feel like Oregon should continue to find another prospect from the 2023 ranks from a high school perspective? Is there guys out there that you feel like they've got a good chance with? Just you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard here. Yeah, I think uh, I know Dane Altman really likes to have flexibility with scholarships because he loves him some transfers. And without he just the transfer portal is right now, I think unless a guy that really blew their socks off that they felt like they had to have came along, I, I think they're feeling pretty good about this recruiting class from the high school level because it, it it hits the hot button places that they really needed to find some guys. And I think they'd like to have room that come be it semester, someone bounces out of somewhere or in the spring to really be able to play around in the transfer market and also have the flexibility. We know there's going to be coaching changes and we know there'll be guys who are committed elsewhere to open up come springtime. I think the flexibility to, to do some damage there is going to be the priority moving forward. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate the insight into Mookie as well as just this overall recruiting class at Oregon, another top 10 potential class for the Ducks. And until uh, it gets closer to signing day, we'll, we'll love to have you back on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or – I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.